are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday and a number of things coming up over the past couple of days with the NBA that I'm happy to get back to now that I have power and we're kind of moving on a little bit from Hurricane Zeta. Are the Pelicans looking to move up in the draft? And if they are, who might they be targeting? The NBA is also rumored to want to go with a play-in tournament. We now have more details on that and how it differs from what we saw in the bubble why this is a good thing for New Orleans. And then finally, the league's trying to make up for some lost revenue, which means you might see the Pelicans logo on a whole bunch of things. Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, let's lead it off with the biggest news of the day, and that's that Kevin O'Connor thinks that the Pelicans are interested in trading up in this draft. This is an interesting concept, and if you really like a guy, maybe you do try and trade up for him if you don't think he's going to be available with the Pelicans pick. But overall, this is kind of a lackluster draft. There might be one or two guys you kind of like overall, but this is not like last year. There's no necessarily surefire prospects in here. And so trading up and using that draft capital when you could have that draft capital or players or what have you in other years is maybe questionable even if you really like a guy. But if you do really like a guy and you're intent on doing it, there are a couple of spots that you could conceivably trade up into. So if the Pelicans, being at 13 as they are, want to move up and they likely can't get past six unless they give up a lot. I don't see them getting into the top five whatsoever. But if you want to move up for six, and we'll talk about some of the guys that they could be targeting if this rumor is true, six, seven, and eight, I think are all very realistic for the Pelicans to move up to. Six is the Atlanta Hawks. You have seven, the Detroit Pistons, and then eight, the New York Knicks. I think the Hawks could be a little bit tough unless you're giving them Drew Holiday. It sounds like they want to dangle that six pick for an established guy. Maybe somehow JJ Redick is included in a trade like that, but they want to and they want to become more competitive sooner rather than later. So I don't know if they're really looking to acquire future first round picks or future draft capital, or a bunch of second-round picks, which the the Pelicans could conceivably give up in a deal like this. But I don't necessarily really see that being the case. I do think, and the Pelicans have three second-round picks in this draft, 39-42, and the final pick in the draft, 60. I don't necessarily see them being able to trade up to six, but seven with the Pistons who are likely looking to try and go through a bit of a rebuild, giving them your 13th pick, uh, two second round picks, and then a future first that's lottery protected. I could see Detroit being interested in something like that, particularly maybe if you attach one of the young guys to it, if there's someone you really have to go and get. Same for the New York Knicks. They just need... A lot of stuff, right? They need to kind of restock and regroup and moving down from eight to 13. If they're not in love with someone that they could take at eight, I could see that being a realistic possibility for them as well. But who would the Pelicans be looking to move up and get? And it's it's a bit of an unknown. 
I'm very, very high on Killian Hayes. And if he's there at six, seven, or eight, yeah, I'd, I'd try and move up for him. I, I could feel comfortable with that. If there's another guy up there that you really, really like and think you have to have, like I don't think James Wiseman's going to be there. Denny Vija is not going to be there. Anthony Edwards isn't going to be there. LaMelo Ball's likely not going to be there. I'm not overly high on Obi Toppin, who I think probably goes in the top eight as well. So you're looking at a guy like Killian Hayes, Tyrese Halliburton potentially as well. Or it could be one of the other guys that are really rising up draft boards and the Pelicans thought they might be able to get, but now it looks like they wouldn't be able to get. Maybe a Patrick Williams out of Florida State, who I think is a very versatile big that you could potentially go out and get. Um, or Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. He's kind of shooting up, dra- up, shooting up draft boards a little bit too. And he probably could have been there uh, and would be available at 13, at least early on in this draft process till we started to get some of the combine measurements, which... Who knows how exactly accurate those are. But the Pelicans could move up. You know, I think for the right guy, it's okay. It's probably a mistake compared to other drafts. But if you're sold on a guy, and I'm pretty sold on Killian Hayes, I I can see it happening. So keep an eye on the Pelicans and trade rumors. If their name keeps coming up, this could be a a real thing. And maybe they're going to be a little bit active in the lead up to the draft and on draft night. So coming up, we're going to talk Pelicans logos everywhere in the play-in tournament and the thing that needs to happen with the play-in tournament. There's another piece to that other than all of that. And I'll give you the details on that. And we'll go into everything coming up here in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These things are awesome. I eat one daily after my workout. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, double chocolate, uh, toffee almond coconut. I can go on and on and on. You've never had anything like this before. I've eaten other protein bars. They're dry. They taste like fi- they're fine. You know, they're not good. You don't enjoy it. You don't look forward to it. You, you eat one of those because you just need to eat a protein bar and that's what you want. Built Bar, you're actually going to look forward to it. They're soft. They're easy to chew. It tastes more like a candy bar. The consistency of it is more like a candy bar. And they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. You've never had anything like this in a protein bar. They're great for a person who's just trying to be a little bit more health conscious. And they're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Some have 19 grams of protein and 180 calories. They also have some that have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. So you're not going to have wasted all the cardio you did by eating one of these. So if you want to try Built Bars or you've used or you've bought them before and used the Locked On promo, they've reset it so you get to double dip here. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. Whether you listen every single day or if you just listen once a week or so, I appreciate you tuning in and giving me part of your time. It's a lot of fun talking basketball here with you and what's going to be a very exciting season, very fun for the Pelicans. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So one, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to be fun because the Pelicans might have a greater chance of getting into the playoffs than they did last season or any year before. And that's because the NBA, whether they start on December 22nd or in the new year, sometime in January, they want to expand that little playing series we had. The 8-9 seed facing off if they were within four games of each other. But it sounds like the NBA is pushing for something that involves the 7th through 10th seed. So 7, 8, 9, and 10 are all going to have a chance to get into the playoffs. So the proposal sounds a little something like this. The 7th and 8th seed are going to play each other. And the winner of that gets the seventh spot in the playoffs. 
Then you're going to have the nine and 10 spot. So in the, let's use then the nine and 10 spot are going to play each other. And then the winner of that one plays the loser of the seven and eight spot. And then that winner gets to go in at eight. So in theory, let's say it works like this based on the standings from um, last season, based on how it went. So Dallas was seven, Portland was eight. So say they play each other. And then it's going to be in Dallas wins. So Dallas is in at seven. Then you have Memphis nine, Phoenix 10. Both those teams are going to play each other. Say Memphis beats Phoenix. It's then going to be Portland versus Memphis for the final spot in the playoffs for the eighth spot. And that is how it's going to go. That sounds awesome to me. So you have a chance. If you end up as the ninth or 10th spot, it's two games and you're into the playoffs. You just got to win two. If you're in the seventh or eighth spot, you only need to win one. So you do have an inherent advantage. So I think this is great. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's a bit of an equalizer in a way. Think about it for a number of reasons. Say a guy gets hurt for a week, two weeks, and you go through a rough stretch. Your season could be over under an old system. You finish eighth, or sorry, you finish ninth, you finish 10th, and you just missed out because your player, your star player was hurt for a week or two. That sucks. If you didn't get hurt, you could have been in, right? This equalizes it a little bit. If you're truly the better team, you'll win those two games and you'll get in. And you don't need to worry that you dealt with injuries and it levels the playing field. Injuries are always the great equalizer. This just makes it a little bit easier for everybody. And it equalizes that out, I think, to a certain degree. Now, there is a second part that has to go with this, I think, to really make this work. Because the design of this is to make team to disincentivize tankings for that ninth and tenth spot. Oh, you know what? It's better to lose some games than finish ninth and maybe finish, you know, eleventh and get better draft odds, right? That's what you start rooting for at the end of the year. It's it's not fun. Like I'm not excited about that. People tend to tune that out, and we've gone through some slogs here in New Orleans. It does suck. This hopefully eliminates it to a degree, but also if you still think you're going to get swept in the first round of the playoffs, if you happen to win those two games to get in, eh, like, are you that excited about that? Not really. Like, you know, you, you'd rather probably lose some games, not have to go through that. Just go home a little bit earlier and get the better draft odds. It's the long term. That's the better move. But if the NBA does it, and I discussed this when we talked about the kind of what would the season, the show about what the season would look like if it started on December 22nd, you freeze the standings after two thirds of the season. So 66% through the, through the season, 75% through the, through the season. Those are the draft standings, wherever people are, any wins and losses after that do not affect the lottery whatsoever. So you're locked in. So you're the 10th seed and all of a sudden, you're locked in to the 10th spot in the lottery standings. You can then go and compete and try and get into the playoffs. You can double dip to a degree there too. But you're going to then try and compete going forward. After those standings are locked, there is no reason to lose games. You have no incentive to do that whatsoever. So go try and win and try and get into the little play in tournament. Maybe it is as the, the 10th seed. Say it was the San Antonio Spurs who finished 11th in the Western Conference this past season. They were in the lottery. They get locked into a lottery spot. Now they can go and try and win games. And instead of worrying about where they're going to fall in the lottery, they try and get into the playoffs. I think that's a lot of fun. I think that's like a really great idea. And if you do both of these together, you might have 
the majority of teams in a conference really trying to compete and trying to get into the playoffs and beat other teams rather than losing. And all of a sudden your fans don't need to root for losses anymore because it doesn't matter. And fans might show up to games more because you lose attendance as the season goes on in a lost season when you're not making the playoffs. But if you have a chance, even a slim one of just getting into the play-in tournament, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to go to that. You're going to cheer on that team. And everyone's just going to be more engaged. And that's what I think the NBA is looking for. That's also going to go into the next segment here um, where they just want to put sponsorships on everything. And I freaking love it. So let's dive into that topic in the next segment here on Locked on Pelicans. All right, don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, if you listen to one show a week, bump it up to two. Make sure you know what's going on with this team, with Zion Williamson, with Stan Van Gundy. You don't want to be that uninformed basketball friend in your group. I have a number of them. They try and tell me what's going on, which is fine. I don't know everything, but sometimes the takes are so bad. Don't be that dude or tell your friend who doesn't listen to the show to listen to the show. So he isn't that dude anymore because it is a bummer to have them, them around you at times. So subscribe to Longtime Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. So wrapping up today's show, I've got a question for you all. What is the weirdest thing you would be willing to buy that has a Pelican slash NBA logo on it? So do you, also, do you own just any like general NBA logo gear? Like it only has the NBA logo on it. Like there's the joke of Rob Lowe who wore like the the hat with the NFL logo on it at a football game, but like I don't think anyone's. It's it's not like there's competition. It's not like you like the Premier League instead of the Bundesliga or Serie A over um, any of the other ones, right? Like you don't have you're you're not like that's my league and there's some pride there. There's no other freaking. Uh, NBA league that you would really like close to it. There's other leagues in other countries, but it's not nearly kind of the same level. Right? So I don't think there's that kind of pride in it, but the NBA, so I don't, I hope no one owns just like NBA gear. I can understand the WNBA and I think that's really cool. And that makes a ton of sense, but just the NBA logo, I think is a little bit weird. Um, but keep thinking about what is the weirdest thing that you would buy that has a Pelicans logo on it. Do you just buy things because they're Pelicans things, even if you don't have like a need for them? Because the NBA is trying to shore up lost revenue from last season and the likely impact on this coming season, whether they start in December or they start in January, money's going to be lost. And a lot of money has already been lost and it is not a good thing for the league. And it's going to create some issues eventually. But the league is looking to kind of close that gap a little bit. And it came out that likely they are going to look at other marketing opportunities, sponsorship opportunities. That likely means they get into hard alcohol and beer and alcohol, just alcohol in general, a little bit more. So you might get a Pelicans branded or Pelicans flavored hard seltzer since those are, those are all the rage, right? I'm a, I'm a bourbon guy, but I see those everywhere and people drink them. You might get a Pelicans one or an NBA one. I wonder if they could do like a hurricane flavored hard seltzer that the Pelicans logo splashed on him. Would you buy that? And if you did, they get a cut of that revenue. That's a good way to kind of make up some of that stuff. You might see them really lean into gambling and sports betting, I think. And I would not be shocked if you see the NBA licensed team names out or the league's uh, images and whatever logos out to slot machines and other things at casinos or hell, even have an NBA casino somewhere or a Pelicans casino somewhere. And then that leads to the final thing, which is the fun thing. And that is sports betting. Because let's be honest, betting on sports is pretty freaking great. 
Just no doubt about that, right? We all agree on this for the most part. There's some moral issues with it, but you know what? It's legal in most places and hopefully will be legal in Louisiana. The NBA is going to lean into this hard and it's probably coming sooner rather than later. It's almost, you know, necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing. But they're not just going to do it where you can just bet, you know, you go to a sports book and you bet on the game, you bet the line, you bet the money line, or you bet the spread. This is going to be on your phone. You're at a game. You're in the Smoothie King Center when we can all do that again safely, watching the team play. And all of a sudden, the Pels are down four at halftime. And you go, you know what? I want to see if I can bet the second half line. And you're going to be able to just do it from your phone in the arena. And it's going to be encouraged. You're going to be able to bet on almost individual plays. Who scores after this timeout? And they're going to give you a list of odds. Anything like that to put more transactions uh, through on all of this, the NBA is likely to lean into pretty heavily and likely to do it sooner because they need to make up this lost revenue. And I think that's really how they're going to do it. As fun as it is going to be to have like a Pelicans branded car, Pelicans branded phone and everything else they can really um, put on the logos on for. And I'm sure the NBA will do it. I looked up like weird thing, like weird endorsement deals and Snoop Dogg does freaking everything, right? We've all known that for a while. That the weirdest one I found was Cristiano Ronaldo uh, promoting some Japanese uh, jaw workout like rub- rubber thing. You put it in your mouth and you like bite up and down and it like helps you chisel your jaw. I don't know. He sponsored that sort of thing and they have him in and out of do- this thing. It's got like little like antenna things on it. It's really freaking weird. You might see a lot of weird stuff with the NBA logo on it in hopes that it sells or the team's logo on it in hopes that it sells so that they can – Make some money back, which again, my question is, what is the weirdest thing you would be willing to buy with a Pelicans logo? And do you just buy things with the Pelicans logo on it? Because it's kind of cool because it's a Pelicans related thing. I'm not sure. We will we will see uh, what people say. Let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake. This is as good of a spot to end today's show as anywhere. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.